Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, I think there are a whole bunch of gig tasks ranging from uh, ranging from audit to inside sales to um, to probably software development as well so that is completely on the card i think we foresee that india as a country there is a massive massive scope of uh, just creating job opportunities by gig economy that's after these headlines America and Japan have reopened their borders, easing entry bans imposed due to the COVID pandemic. The US has reopened its borders to fully vaccinated travelers, ending restrictions imposed by former President Donald Trump in March 2020 that had affected non-US citizens from over 30 countries, the BBC reported yesterday. Japan will allow business visitors, international students and technical trainees to enter the country, ending a de facto ban on foreign visitors. Nikkei reported yesterday. The mandatory self-isolation for fully vaccinated business travellers could be as few as three days, according to the report. Daniel Ek, the Swedish entrepreneur founder of Spotify, who is now also famous for taking on Apple and Google for the way they run their app stores, has made the first investment from the 1 billion euro fund he started last year. Ex-funding vehicle Prima Materia has invested 100 million euros in Helsing, a defense tech startup that produces live maps of battlefields, Financial Times reported. Helsing's AI software will integrate data from infrared, video, sonar and radio frequencies from sensors on military vehicles to create a real-time picture of battlefields, according to the FT report. IBM has opened a client innovation center in Mysore, the eighth such facility in India, the company said in a press release yesterday. The Innovation Center is part of IBM Consulting and specializes in design, software engineering and analytics. IBM aims to hire more than 10,000 staff for its innovation centers in the current quarter globally. The company has already seen double-digit hiring growth at its global delivery centers this year, according to the press release. The hiring will expand IBM's teams in areas such as AI, intelligent workflows, application modernization and management, and hybrid cloud. H2O.ai, an AI cloud provider in Silicon Valley, has closed $100 million in Series E funding led by Australia's largest bank, Commonwealth Bank of Australia, with participation from Pivot Investment Partners. Founded by Indian-American entrepreneur Sri Ambati, H2O.ai has now raised about $250 million. The latest investment values the company at $1.7 billion, H2O said in a press release. Existing investors include Nexus Venture Partners, Crane Venture Partners, Goldman Sachs and NVIDIA. The company's AI cloud is used by enterprise customers around the world and it will use the latest funding to expand its operations. Last mile delivery is a rapidly growing segment of the logistics and supply chain industry around the world. The COVID pandemic accelerated the demand for quick deliveries of online purchases, food and medicines. Today, 30-minute deliveries are not uncommon and some startups are looking at even quicker fulfillment of orders. That said, Abhishek Bansal, founder and CEO of Shadowfax, a fast-growing third-party logistics startup, thinks that the bigger picture is much bigger than just deliveries. And to that end, Shadowfax has overhauled its own app, used by delivery personnel across the country to find their next gig. 
In today's interview, Abhishek talks about his vision for a gig economy platform where people can find short-term work ranging from delivery jobs to even software development. Here's more. Uh, Abhishek, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. And uh, of course, uh, you're now a fairly well-known uh, tech company in the logistics uh, slash last mile delivery space. Uh, for people uh, who may not know about Shadowfax, uh, maybe you could give us a, a very brief uh, snapshot of what your company does and we'll go from there. Thanks, Hari. Great to be here and speaking to all the folks audience over here. Shadowfax, we started six years back. Today, Shadowfax is one of the largest gig economy platforms in this country. And a very, very simple way to understand what we do is to imagine us as a two-sided marketplace. On one side of the marketplace, we have these large enterprises which work with us for anything and everything where they need any form of a last mile delivery or a last mile task, what we call internally to be done. And on the other side of this marketplace, we have the tens of thousands of these gig economy workers which basically come, work on our platform and go back. Now, how the Shadowfax platform is a big differentiator in the market today is the fact that anybody in this country who wants to make money, they can download our app, they can start working on it immediately after some basic trainings on the app itself. And these independent workers have the flexibility to choose any category that they want to work in. So you can you can like choose to do food delivery orders, you can choose to do e-commerce orders, you can choose to do grocery orders, you can even choose to do bike taxis on our platform. Now, all these front-ends where this demand is coming from is directly integrated onto the platform. You don't have to switch off, switch any sort of an app. So how we define a super app in some ways is it basically one app all companies. You come here, you start working. You even, let's say you might be working somewhere else. You might be a full-time employee or you might be a gig worker, let's say in some other company, but you can always come to Shadowfax. You can find some or the other earning opportunity around you and start making money in this. Hmm. Uh, when you uh, started in uh, around 2015, uh, tell us about the idea, the basic idea that you started with uh, So and the minimum viable product slash product market foot that fits that you found at that time. And of course, now you're talking about uh, evolving into a broader platform for a, for the gig economy. So give us a sense of what you started and what you've evolved into. I think we started back with a very, very similar idea back in 2015. The whole concept at that time was in a certain micro market, how do you enable any merchant to deliver to the customer within 30 minutes? When we started the company, we started with this whole concept of working with SMEs and independent restaurants over a period of time. It was a big success. I think within a couple of months, we were able to raise a large round of capital. We were able to expand in about three odd cities, doing like a few thousand orders on a daily basis. I think over a period of time, and this is like something what I call as a classic example of a product market fit. And today, like when, when young entrepreneurs come to me, I, like that's the whole thing that we talk about product market fit. Product market fit is not necessarily when you see a lot of demand on the platform, people start using it and you see value out of it. Product market fit necessarily comes when you start even making some amount of gross margin, when, when basically there's value being created in terms of profits in that. I think for us, 
it took us good 8 to 12 months to find that product market fit where we had to move from a sme based ecosystem to a enterprise heavy ecosystem today every enterprise in this country who's delivering to the last customer is using shadowfax be it the likes of pizza hut the likes of mcdonald the likes of swiggy zomato grofers big basket amazon flipkart you name it everybody is on the shadowfax platform i think just having that nice fit took us some bit of initial time in terms of what really works for us but i think that's finally what what made the change and uh, give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations today so shadowfax currently is spread across 600 cities of the india okay we have close to about 2 million registered gig gig economy workers that we call it on our platform today about 100000 daily active users on the platform and more than 80000 people who actually make money every month through us so i think that's a rough idea in terms of uh, just the spread in terms of our supply network and given this is a very very supply first sort of a network so if supply is there then obviously we start doing a lot of orders uh just in october itself we completed close to 20 million deliveries on the platform just in a single month with almost like hitting a peak of a million deliveries uh during the last 30 days so i think that's some idea in terms of scale um just to give you some spread again we are spread in 600 cities of this country uh i would say till now we are more like a urban phenomena uh 90% of our business would probably come from the top 20 cities of the country uh we are slowly going deep into each and every city the idea is how do we build a massive network in across all the thousand cities of this country mm. uh over the last 18 months what have been your biggest takeaways uh, from the challenges that uh, the covid pandemic presented and also uh, did the pandemic expose any new kinds of use cases where shadowfax was very relevant I think pandemic has been a roller coaster ride for probably all the business lines in this country. Uh, none of us would have expected. I think the peaks in the truck we would have seen. So pandemic definitely for one really made the need for thirty minute delivery extremely real. Today you see all the new age companies. There are startups coming in. You would have read that there is a company started by a few teenagers in. Bombay raising like fifty, sixty million dollars for like a ten-minute delivery model. I think all those kind of crazy things are happening right now. And what pandemic has taught all the e-commerce companies today is that if you don't deliver fast, your customer won't stay with you. You have to deliver fast. You have to talk about thirty, forty-five minute kind of a time frame. You have to focus on instant gratification. I think that is one business where our model fits the bill. we started our entire business with this thought process that there'll be hundreds of companies eventually targeting this particular segment everyone will not be able to build their logistics network and there needs to be a need for a democratic sort of a network where any company can come and use on a on a free flowing basis think about payments i mean uh, you don't want everybody to build their own payments gateway right you you need to have a singular layer where everybody can come and integrate and a paper use sort of a model so i think that's how the hyper local logistics or instant logistics market is uh, thankfully we have been able to build a very large network on the ground and what we are seeing is there are a lot of tailwinds coming out of covid 
today just on a high level our business has grown almost like 3 3 and 1/2x since the pre covid levels and a lot of that attribution is coming to the whole focus on last mile and like delivering to the customers in a very instant manner hmm. uh you mentioned briefly uh, a super app uh, uh, a new app that you've uh, launched tell us about that a little bit and how it's different from uh, what you had previously I think this is one thing which I would not say it's a new app. It's basically a it's, it's a highly upgraded version of our previous app that we have launched. Uh, the phase one of the launch has been done um, just about forty five days back. Uh, there is another launch we are expecting to do in the next couple of weeks, which is uh, going to significantly change how how people in this country are going to make money. so the whole concept of super app is essentially anybody in this country should be able to make money within 1 hour of knowing shadow facts let's say you are a college student you want to make a few thousand bucks uh, to fit in your pocket money you download our app and you start making money so whether you have a bike you don't have a bike you have a cycle you can actually make money independent of that and there are like various modes like for example you can start hiring some of the ev related vehicles on our platform itself today okay so you come in you start making money now over here you have a complete flexibility of how much you want to work and where you want to work okay so imagine let's say you are working at amazon doing e-commerce deliveries during the day some like e-commerce orders are so flexible like in terms of the peaks and troughs uh, that basically within a like probably in a week in a month you'll be getting like 50 shipments a day but rest of the days let's say you'll be getting only 10 15 20 shipments a day now that individual can actually come on our app tell us when they are free and in their free time they basically can choose to make money from all the additional services that are there on our platform so essentially what this platform provides is a level playing field it is a playing field where anybody can come make money and on the other side we have these wonderful enterprises who are deeply integrated with us so any enterprise can actually scale up scale down through the super app model now on the enterprise side one more very valuable what we call as a usp of the super app model is that if you are if you are let's say uh, if you are a, if you are if you are if you are having dark stores now in those dark stores the demand will be fluctuating from the customer side quite frequently now how do you ensure that you always have the right number of people to basically meet that demand how do you have flexibility in your supply so this super app using a very interesting pricing index helps you have the right number of people and helps ensure that your customer demand does not go unfulfilled i think that's all the model the i think the algorithms the ai behind how to manage supply and demand is fantastic in this every micro market you can ensure that you'll get the supply at the lowest cost and with the best possible customer experience i think that's how this entire system is designed the way this is different is 10 times more efficient than what anybody has seen in the market today uh, i think the flexibility it provides to the people it's 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 crazy and it's a completely self serve ecosystem and which is the first of its kind in itself hmm. Just to stay on the uh, tech part of uh, your app and shadow facts in general, uh, I recall uh, in uh, early 2019 you had uh, told me about an AI software for location-based services that you called uh, Frodo. Uh, tell us about that. How has that evolved today? 
okay that's that's interestingly the backbone of a service today okay the entire engine essentially works on a location based stack now location just to introduce to all the listeners what exactly frodo is frodo is essentially an in-house system through which our our central databases fetch locations from each of these mobile phones that our users are using now just to help you understand our users as well these are 18 to 25 year old males or females who essentially use a 100 dollar mobile phone okay a 100 dollar mobile phone has various nuances right from battery consumption to at times very very poor quality of chips as well now fetching a location through that is a very very complicated problem and because all our algorithms decision making order allocation uh, all our engines are running on top of that it becomes very very crucial that to have a very very precise uh, sort of an algorithm to fetch that and that's what frodo does frodo essentially is an in-house engine which fetches this location with an utmost accuracy and at a very low battery consumption because that is extremely critical for our users so we've built this entire technology over the four five years of our journey and uh, today where this technology gets used is to build incredible intelligence on the ground to track and trace the behavior of all these users that we call as okay i think right from tracking whether the pickup has been done whether the person has reached a certain outlet to the place where the where the user has actually reached the customer's place to deliver the order or not this entire bit is completely automated so right from you can imagine fraud detection to behavior to delay tracking and attribution all the elements which you can imagine which will impact a customer experience sort of a mindset is basically getting tracked to that today this technology makes our entire backend process completely automated now where we have now started using and this is something which is uh what i call it uh, uh, a completely new side of innovation in our business is how to use location technology and personalization about a user which is essentially a delivery partner who's willing to make money to personalize and tell them where next can they best make money like if you're standing at a location x how do you navigate where should you really go to make the most amount of money in that particular time or maybe even at a possible future date so the level of personalization that happens now happens using the location data and that's the most fundamental data in terms of helping people drive more earnings personalizing at a very micro market level even a micro market imagine like a micro market like a bandra getting divided into 20 sub zones and the personalization happening at that very level in terms of demand as well as supply so i think the algorithms the intelligence that is getting built on top of that algorithms today is focused on the fact that how do people in this country come and basically make more money through us mm. uh, so from what i have understood uh, today you're very effective in uh, helping enterprises uh, get their products into consumers hands uh, with an efficient uh, delivery network that uses your platform uh, going forward is there scope to look at uh, things like helping consumers uh, with their uh, delivery needs uh, typically like your competitors you know dunzo or swiggy genie uh, what they are doing uh, would you be uh, including features like that 
that's a very interesting question and uh, there is some plans to go after these kind of opportunities but again see we don't want to be customer facing as a as a brand okay the whole idea is how do we remain enterprise focused and help enterprises really scale up their business because that's a place where we really don't have any competition we are the category leader in this space uh, uh, we we understand enterprises much better than anybody else our apis are probably best in class when it comes to working with enterprises so we really don't want to dilute that aspect of our business uh want to stay focused on the enterprise side of things so for example if an enterprise comes to us and say then that you need to solve this problem for us of pickup and delivery we are happy to do so but if you are asking that if we were to become a like a customer facing company not really sure about that right now hmm. and since you've talked about the overall philosophy being towards moving towards a uh, a broad gig economy platform what are the kind of adjacent uh, uh, segments that you might want to target i mean one thing that comes to my mind is if you're going to be focused on the enterprise segment uh, say a company wants uh, someone to do some software coding for one week uh, would there be use cases like that that shadow facts could play a, a critical role in especially since you're already uh, very sophisticated in terms of the location services so you would know who's the nearest qualified person and things like that that's a that's a fantastic question that's that's a direction shadowfax wants to go into i think right probably what i look at is that delivery is at the bottom of the pyramid okay as we move up as these individuals move up they'll want more value added ways in which they can actually make more money so i think in a immediate pipeline what we are looking to enable is something like a bike taxi okay bike taxi is again working with the like with the global um, transportation platforms in order to ensure that these people can actually other than riding uh, parcels they can actually ride people as well through our platform that's something that's a low hanging fruit that we are immediately getting into right now even after that i think there are a whole bunch of gig task ranging from uh, ranging from audit to inside sales to um, to probably software development as well so that is completely on the cards i think we foresee that india as a country there is a massive massive scope of uh, just creating job opportunities by gig economy just to share some number it is estimated that in 2021 india created 75 lakh new jobs through gig economy and this number is actually going to hit somewhere about 9 to 10 crores by 2027 that's just like 6 years 6 to 7 years apart okay so the whole idea that people in this country enterprises in this country are going to basically go after the gig workers because that helps them manage their cost it basically helps them scale much faster so i think it's it's something that we are like super keen and all these use cases right ranging from software development to audit will potentially be there on our platform in coming years hmm. also can shadowfax evolve into a platform where uh, the people who are offering these services uh, these millions of people who could rely on shadowfax they get the best benefits in the industry i mean uh, you know as you know for example in in britain already uh, they have passed rules where uber has to recognize uh the people or the drivers on their network to give them pension and things like that 
is there a way where companies like shadowfax could proactively uh, use your technology sophistication to ensure that the people who use your platforms get the best benefits yes absolutely i think shadowfax is directly working with the government to come and work together on the code of social security so there is a there is a big movement happening with the government of india right now where essentially companies are supposed to provide accidental insurance health maternity benefits old age benefits and a lot of these things even on the gig economy platforms so we are working very closely with the government we want to be the first implementers of this social security code because this is going to be a big boost in basically india might actually become the first country to uh, to completely regulate the gig economy platform so i think that's a great news for us uh, um, and i think that's where we are actually trying to work very very closely with the government and get the best of both worlds hmm. you you've told us uh, recently you're looking at doubling your revenue this year to more than 1000 crore rupees or 10 billion rupees give us uh, a sense of what your next uh, big priorities are uh, of course in terms of business expansion you mentioned several things uh, i would you know we'd also like to get a sense of uh, in terms of uh, deepening your technology and product development uh, and uh, and of course for companies like you uh, hiring uh, top talent is always uh, a big priority so give us a sense of what your next big priorities are i think we have very recently strengthened our leadership team especially in the tech and the product uh side of things we've got a new product officer we have got a new uh, vp engineering in our team so we are really strengthening our technology and product teams uh, just to give you a sense uh, in terms of the team strength uh we'll probably be doubling on our tech and product by march versus the previous financial year so um, i think uh, that's absolutely clear for us i think um, in terms of priorities it's about just doubling down on our super app how do you make this place the most efficient way to make money in this country for any of these gig workers so i think that's where our focus is that's the only technology which is going to be a differentiator for us i think over the last 5 6 years as a company we have done quite well in integrating with demand pools so all the demand platforms are already integrated onto shadowfax so i think the whole idea now is how do you bring supply so supply uh, capturing that supply on the ground growing deep in every micro market and doubling businesses everywhere we go is i think that's the whole idea around growing shadowfax right now okay excellent uh, many thanks again for making time for this uh, podcast interview abhishek uh, i definitely hope to keep the conversation going thank you hari it was great speaking to you that was abhishek bansal that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arkli thank you for listening